Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining the Hospital ISM Report on Business Teleconference. I'm Rosemary Goupil, and we will begin shortly. I'm joined today by Christina Cahill. Christina, can you hear me okay? Hi, Rosemary. Yeah, you sound great. Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. Thank you, Christina. And Nancy, have you joined us this morning? Yes, I have. Wonderful. Good morning, and uh, happy Friday. All right. Um, Well, we do have a few announcements before we get started this morning. Um, Today's overview is presented by Nancy LeMaster, Chair of the Hospital ISM Business Survey Committee. As a reminder, our call today is being recorded, and this is a live teleconference, so we do ask that everyone um, please mute your line until the end of the call to prevent background, background noise. And the next hospital PMI release of the September report will be released on Friday, October 6th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And I would like to thank everyone for joining the Institute for Supply Management today for the release of the Hospital ISM Report on Business. And let's see, are there any reporters on the line today that know they're going to have a question for Nancy? Hi, Rosemary. This is Dan Zeiger. I'll have a couple questions. Wonderful. Um, Thank you, Dan. And anyone else? Hi, Rosemary. This is Paul Lee. I'll have a question today. Super. Thank you, Paul. Okay. Um, Are there any others? Okay. Well, we will have, uh, we will open up the line for those questions uh, once Nancy completes her overview. So if anyone else joins or anyone has any additional questions, uh, we'll, we'll go through a second round. So it does look like that everyone has joined. So I will turn the call over now to Nancy LeMaster, Chair of the Hospital ISM Business Survey Committee. Please, Nancy, um, please go ahead with your overview for this month. Thank you, Rosemary. Well, we had um, a lot of ups and downs in this month. uh, When we uh, had the negative PMI in May, we said it was quite the fluke, and we didn't think I'd see it again. I said that. I didn't think I'd see it again. And, of course, here it is again, 47.5. We saw a contract from 53.3, so we had a 5.8 dip in that. So let's, let's dive into the factors surrounding that. Let's talk about what's going on with volume first, and then we'll talk about uh, the supply chain. So business activity came in at exactly 50, unchanged, up 1% from 49. Um, so when we were talking uh, last month, when we saw business activity go into the, uh, the negative range, the contracting range, talk a little bit about the fact that reminding ourselves that this is a relative index compared to the prior month. So what we were really saying was July was slower. There was less business activity than June. Well, I just got the uh, Kaufman Hall report. They're a month behind us, but um, they did confirm what we were uh, feeling was going on in that in July, the uh, uh, adjusted patient discharges were down 7% as compared to June. So that um, that trend of business activity that we saw uh, was indeed very much related to as it compared to June. And we're seeing July, and many of the comments, um, we're seeing kind of the same thing, where people are talking about it being slower, but very much attributing it to seasonality. Um, I was last month at the large arm, which is the professional uh, supply chain organization for hospital healthcare providers, 
and spoke with a lot of people about what they felt was going on in terms of activity. And in, in all cases, I, I really didn't come across anybody that felt there was a trend, a permanent downtick in demand, but rather we were seeing some monthly fluctuations. Um, and, you know, in previous years, we're still kind of right-sizing ourselves from uh, the COVID pandemic. Even though electives went down in the summer, we still were seeing a higher percent overall of patients in the hospital with respiratory diseases. And that is really very much at a pre-pandemic level. So the feedback I got um, from providers was that they are um, they're projecting uh, a good fall. They're not projecting a downside. What they are very, very concerned about and struggling with significantly is margin, is, is profitability. Um, and that showed up a little bit in the comments and in our number for employment, which went into contracting range at 49. Um, you know, I think we're still running that combination of high demand clinical expertise um, can be hard to come by, and depending on what part of the country you're in, that is, you know, people are, are working hard on recruitment and retention strategies there. But we are seeing cutback in non-clinical or slowdown in hiring. So I think part of that employment number um, was the fact that some of that is intentional, not just the market. The market uh, continues for the professional tracks to be very tight, um, talking with, again, a variety of people, um, some of which are actually going um, down into the, the middle schools um, with a, a very strong outreach effort to promote healthcare careers and try and uh, build the pipeline from within. So a lot of focus on how do we grow our own, more programs out there um, to try and take uh, people that might come into healthcare through, say, uh, food service, supply chain, tax, et cetera, um, and identify those that might want to go into, you know, it could be nursing, but there's also a lot of technical jobs in radiology and lab and all kinds of support services. So a lot more focus on, on trying to grow our pipeline for the future in terms of employment. If we looked at the new orders that also went into contracting down um, from 53, if I tie that back to the fact that um, everybody from the providers to talking to some of the medical device companies that particularly deal with orthopedic and cardiac um, type procedures, nobody is thinking that there is a permanent softness going on but rather a seasonal one. So we're going to have to wait and see, you know, how that goes. But I didn't see alarm bells. Um, backlog of orders came in unchanged, again, down some. We're going to have to keep an eye on that to see if it's more people are just doing summer and not planning ahead, um, if those will pick up. But I think there's, there's caution, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of concern on the volume front. Um, Concerns on the supply chain front are heavily, heavily uh, surrounding pricing. Um, as we talked about the margins, uh, the, the fact that the pricing just does not seem to be moving down, even though in the manufacturing index, you know, you would see uh, the input pricing going down in several fields, 
it's not translating into healthcare well at all. Pricing overall was at 63.5, down a half. I mean, we saw a little movement in the right directions. Pharmaceuticals at 56.5, which uh, was great, down 6%, and supplies down to 59.5, down from 65.5. So the trend is, is, is good, but we haven't seen those trends stick. I mean, as we've talked about before, we get a month in the 50s and hoping we're traveling, you know, into the right uh, direction. We still haven't seen the overall price increase go below 60, um, and then they seem to bounce back. So we'll cross our fingers on that one. But um, what – well, let's talk about deliveries. I'll come back to pricing. Supplier deliveries, really big improvement in that, Um, huge, 42 from 58.5. Um, you saw in our comments, there were positive comments overall that things were, were looking um, better. Uh, still some concern about long-term price pressure related to freight, um, but, you know, definitely an improvement in the, the supplier delivery number. Inventories continue to be contracting a little bit slower, came in at 45.5 versus 43. Inventory sentiment is still too high, and you saw that go up a little bit. Um, You know, comment-wise, you know, people are um, feeling like, you know, they're still trying to burn down inventory. Part of that, again, is trying to reduce expenses, so they're being careful. They're monitoring the car levels. They're trying not to build inventory. Um, Anecdotally, discussions. Um, with some of the supply chain professionals at the conference. Um, There's always a little bit of angst going into the winter season uh, with the respiratory diseases. Will COVID come back? What will flu look like? Um, RSV. Um, So, you know, a a little caution. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we do see that inventory creep up a little bit just as a precaution um, as we go into the winter uh, but overall, people really are putting a lot of effort on trying to manage that, again, as a means of trying to reduce the, the costs going on out there. <clears throat> Case mix index um, came down a little bit, 51. We often don't get many comments on case index, mix index, but we did have a good comment this month, again, talking about the fact that their surgical procedures were down. Surgical procedures are a huge driver of... Um, of case mix index, so that is very makes a lot of sense. The one metric that I was a little surprising to me was the fact that the supplier delivery improved so much, um, but the touchless order metric was still at 47 uh, in the contracting range, saying that you know they were seeing fewer touchless orders. I would expect that to improve. Generally, there's a correlation, although it lags, that when supplier deliveries are better, when we're not seeing as many back orders, then we see that touchless order number um, go into the growing range, a higher percentage. That's that inventory that hospitals get from their distributors that is set up on card levels where we get kind of an automatic refill-type procedure, um, and it goes very smoothly unless you have a stock out or you have to do a substitution and then it becomes a manual process. So uh, I don't think that 
um, we ought to see that start to kick, kick up if we see the supplier deliveries continue in this faster range and we don't start to see a seesaw of uh, ratings on that. I'm not sure why we would. I mean, I think that uh, the supply chain overall is, is less snarled than it was, although we are seeing some uh, shortages, but they really are more uh, in very select areas versus broad-based type areas in that. Uh, technology spend did go back into the uh, contracting range, 47.5 versus 52.5. I got really mixed comments from people about kind of what was going on with their capital spend. Were they cutting back for sure? Were they just slowing down a little bit? There was still a lot of feeling that uh, technology spend shift was shifting away from bricks and mortar buildings, more focused on equipment um, and, and and IT things that might either bring in revenue um, or might help improve productivity to reduce costs. Big factors there. Um, if looking at uh, Intuit makes the Da Vinci robot. Their report recently uh, said robot sales were up, but um, there was an increase in leased equipment versus purchased equipment. So those things can kind of all be swirling around this margin pressure that is going on overall. So if I had to summarize the month, I would say the volume was soft, um, obviously even compared to July. Um, but right now we're attributing that to seasonality. The hospitals and the medical device uh, suppliers are predicting a strong volume, a strong fall. Uh, deliveries were great. Um, we'll have to see if that holds. Inventories, um, there's a continued focus on cutting them, a continued perception that they're too high but we're going to go into respiratory season as the winter comes, so we'll keep an eye on that. You know, it would be ideal if hospitals could really get those inventories right-sized and keep them that way to try and, and uh, protect their cash flow. Case mix kind of right where we would expect it with the volumes we're getting, and we're going to have to uh, watch touchless orders to see if they don't move into the growth range and correlate more closely with supplier deliveries. The technology trend will just be something to keep an eye on overall. Um, and as the margin pressure either gets better, as, as the mix of business shifts within hospitals or not, that will be uh, kind of a, a factor that will be implicated, impacted, excuse me, by that. So I'm going to take a breath and a sip of coffee and turn it over to Dan. Hey Nancy, good morning. Um, we've talked about the dynamic with the supplier deliveries before. Um, I think we all agree that probably faster deliveries right now are probably a good thing and it shows that the supply chain um, is humming, but um, unfortunately that it, it doesn't really help your overall PMI number. Um, and I was just wondering, uh, you know, is there any inference or any uh, correlation between maybe deliveries being a little bit faster um, and the, because of a lack of demand, because of the, the volume 
dynamics that you've been that we've been talking about? I, you know, it's it's possible. It's totally possible. That could be a factor. What I I think that in talking with with folks broader, I mean, you can't tell from the survey results per se, but talking beyond that, one of the things that because the supply chain is is getting smoother and because some of the product back order categories um, are in better shape, you know, hospital supply chain executives are, are looking at supplier deliveries in two buckets. Those they get direct. So, and you think of those as, you know, your cardiac supplies, your implants, your higher dollar supplies that tend to come in from the manufacturer directly to the hospital loading dock. And then that big component of supplies we talk about that comes from, in most cases, a distributor. And those are lots of your basic nursing supplies. But because of the volume of those, they can be some of the biggest headaches. And so if we're getting a lot of stock out in, in multiple deliveries from your distributor, that can kind of skew that number a little bit because it's so top of mind. So I think we're seeing a combination that the distributor supply chain is, is improving, and that's having a, a, an effect. Um, and again, with the direct, that's been improving. So that, that's a continuation of, of, the, uh, of the trend, I think a continuation. Surgical procedures being down, that would impact your direct supply. So yeah, there could be a little bit of that. I will keep an eye on it and see. I, I kind of looked at some of the numbers before and there wasn't much of a correlation between the the rating that providers gave supplier deliveries and volume. So we'll, we'll watch it and see. I think it's just gotten better and the fact that the distributor supply chain is stronger and they're not seeing as many stockouts is really impacting their perception of that number. But um, time's going to tell. Um, anything beyond what you, you know, uh, based on what you've talked about and maybe anecdotal and uh, in, in your discussions with a lot of your colleagues that makes, you talked about the summer seasonality and how it, you know, can go into a swoon sometimes. Anything that makes this summer that you can deduce or um, conject um, that makes this summer any different from other previous downturns where it would make the PMI um, go into contraction a couple of times where in past years it didn't? You know, the only thing I am thinking of, Dan, is, is since the pandemic, like I said, that medical component of the mix for those two years, you know, those few years was higher. And so that could be a piece of it. Um, you know, you, you get a lot of, when you talk to folks, you know, they, they all have their own theories. You know, some that would say if employees are feeling that the economy is a little uncertain, they're, they'll defer elective procedures because they don't want to take time off. You know, there's all of these different theories, and I don't know that we could prove any of them. Um, I, I will be more worried if when we hit September we don't see uh, a bounce back. 
then, I, then you know, we may be looking at, is there, you know, have we, you know, the backlog of demand, have we cleared that backlog and now the steady state of demand is lower and, and hospitals are going to feel that and you're going to see more of this, these numbers hovering around, you know, the, the 48 to 52 range where before, you know, we were pretty solidly in the 55 to 60 range. Um, so I just think that there's a lot of conjecture right now in being. Uh, one last thing, um, you had mentioned the, the, the inventories and stocking up for respiratory in the winter. Just wanted to know, obviously it wasn't in this report this month, but any conversations that you've had, anyone you've talked to, uh, have you seen the headlines? the last couple of weeks, it seems, with cases and hospitalizations, I'm seeing them more frequently than than probably since the end of the pandemic as we know it or we knew it. Um, any right. concern about rising, um, you know, cases and hospitalizations um, based on the people that you've talked to? I think I'd call it concerns. I think that they feel like it's going to be part of the new normal going forward. So we always have flu, right? Some years worse than others. Um, so I, people I talked to were feeling that it will be manageable. It will be, you know, between the antiviral drugs that we've got um, and a new vaccine coming out most likely within the next month, that yes, we will have cases and yes, hospitalizations will go up, but they won't go up at at a level that will displace uh, elective procedures at this point. Um, so we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. And that kind of seems to be the same thing we're hearing from the CDC and in you know their messages of encouraging people to get vaccinated and, and do that you know preventive measures, but that we're not thinking there's going to be a huge influx. Now, again, if we end up with RSV and flu and COVID like we did, uh, you know, previously, but even then, you know, hospitals were stretched, but it wasn't, a, it didn't last for long, and most were able to accommodate the volume. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Paul? So, you've outlined a very um, complex situation for hospital supply chain right now. Um, do you think the that tick downward for supplier deliveries is something that we'll see uh, persist for a month or two, or is that uh, something that you expect to, to turn around? Yeah. I would think it's going to persist. Um, I'm not hearing any alarm bells yet about categories of products, you know, like if, if we, if we have a, a, well, let's, okay, let's, let's start this by saying, if we don't have hurricanes hitting Puerto Rico, if we don't have some major disruption in production, which then all bets are off, um, it, it sounds like we're in a much more stable place. I'm not, you know, you're not hearing so much now about resin shortages or you know, key basic um, ingredient shortages that then can have a, a fast ripple effect. IV 
fluids, those kind of things that just narrow the supply chain really fast. Um, I think that, you know, there were some concerns about with the um, trucking, with yellow trucking, you know, could we have some ripple effects about their bankruptcy and, and different things. But overall, I'm, you know, feeling cautiously optimistic that the flow of product is going to continue to be able to make its way through the supply chain. You know, Dan hinted at, you know, you could have a, a decrease in demand, or any, but I don't think, I'm not hearing the idea there's going to be such a fluctuation of increase or decrease in demand that it should impact supplier deliveries. Knocking on wood, okay? But yeah, right now probably our biggest risk factor is weather. Anybody else have any questions today? Okay, Rosemary, I'll turn it back to you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. That was a really great overview and we'll definitely have to stay tuned to next month to, to see what happens. Um, thank you everyone for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you again. Thank you.